Hello, um, my name is Amelia. I'm with the business of nursing.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram as at RN underscore solutions. And I have with me today, Dr. Tiffany Kelly of Nightingale Apps and Dr. Kelly of many other projects. And she'll talk to you more about that. So Dr. Kelly, if you can introduce yourself. Certainly. Thank you so much, Amelia. Um, my name is Tiffany Kelly. And I am a nurse that has turned into an entrepreneur, author, and uh, keynote speaker. And I am the founder and CEO of Nightingale Apps and Eye Care Nursing Solutions. And briefly to tell you what those companies do, Nightingale Apps is our health care technology company offering mobile solutions to nurses working in healthcare settings to help them have the information that they need at their fingertips from shift report through the end of the day while working with the hospital's electronic health record system. And Eye Care Nursing Solutions is our uh, consulting and education services company helping to support companies and individuals with their healthcare technology and informatics needs. Awesome. And the latter um, is what I want to spend more time talking about. I had we had briefly had been in conversation about, you know, how regulations are quickly changing and about how healthcare data and information is being collected and transmitted, how that is changing at a super fast pace. And with the number and scale of EHR projects occurring at greater frequency, it seems like everyone is on a tighter deadline. So it can be really, really easy and super challenging for organizations to keep up. So my question to you is, can you tell me a little bit more about um, how you help support this and why is it vital to have a clinical expert involved with projects such as these? Certainly. So I've been in health informatics or nursing informatics for the last 14 years, and my first taste of it was working on an electronic health record. So when we use the acronym EHR, that's what we're talking about, electronic health record, and my apologies for not um, mentioning that in the beginning. And as a nurse, we are or my role was to be a conduit between the clinical staff, not just nursing, but really any patient care delivery professional, doctors, nurses, physical therapists, whomever's working with patients and working in patient care delivery, being a conduit from the clinicians to that of the information technology or IT staff, who are very well versed in the applications and the development and all of the technical components that make it run and built, tested, and implemented. And so I've been in that conduit level role for a long time and really enjoy being able to help support organizations with their clinical information systems. And so to answer your question, as we, you're right, as we continue to advance in technology, healthcare tends to be a little bit behind um, the mainstream consumer uh, utilization of tools, software and hardware, for example. Um, mobile devices is more mainstream in consumer activity than it is in healthcare organizations. Uh, and with regard to electronic health records and other clinical information solutions, Oftentimes, there are people that are in the role of the IT team who are able to build, test, implement the system, maybe even do some of the design. And there are often clinicians in clinical roles working with patients. But 
not always is there someone that can uh, be that conduit between the two. And sometimes organizations don't know necessarily that they need someone to do that until they're working on the project. And then it becomes clear that there's some um, knowledge gaps on both sides, which is natural from based on the, the, the education and the training that's been had on both sides. So where I tend to come in or someone with my experience is to help these organizations understand what the project is that they're trying to achieve uh, what is the scope of the project? Who are the people that are being impacted? And then really understanding where are they in the process? Are they at the very beginning? Are they really needing to look at what do we need to have built? Or what do we need to have designed? Or have they done the build and design and maybe they need to have someone test it from a clinical perspective or help support implementation? Um, I've been through all phases with some clients. I've been through some of the phases with some clients, it really depends on what their needs are. And my job as uh, the consultant to that group is to really understand where they are, as well as anticipate what might come up and help to um, present those possible challenges or opportunities to proactively address rather than reactively address. So um, one organization I worked with I help them to support the development of an operational process for new uh, requests that were to be built, as well as to think about how do we support maintaining the existing system with requests for change. So it's an area where I really enjoy helping to support other clients, um, as well as, you know, there are times when I'm helping to support individual staff as well as part of the project or externally. And what I love about that is oftentimes after a go live, there is staff from the um, electronic, the EHR system that remains on site to help. But eventually, of course, that staff has to go home too. They have to go home. And, you know, what structures, as you mentioned, are in place after everyone goes home, who's a part of the implementation after they go home, what's the process for um, taking care of the bugs and other things that come up? You know, has there been sort of a legacy communication left behind? Um, do you find that has been addressed during the pre-planning pre projects from your experience um, with, based on the projects that you've worked on? Mm -hmm. Have you found that sort of communication process after the go-live team goes home has been addressed early on in project planning? Um, yes. So I think what you're asking is, once we've gone gone live or once the client or, or clinical site or organization has gone live with their application, is the the plan for maintenance and support outlined in advance? Is that your Tra question? Yeah, traditionally. Has that usually been your experience? Um, I think that folks realize that they need to have a plan for maintenance and optimization. And there's some things that you can plan for um, in terms of having a process. And, you know, you use the word process, and I think that's key because one of the things that I really try to help support is if somebody isn't in the office one day or if that person moves on to another role, can the process continue seamlessly? And this is something that tends to be an area where um, it, it really does need to be proactively addressed in the sense that do you have a manual for what to do 
and how to do it? Are there steps outlined that someone could be trained on or utilized as a guide for them? And not, not a user guide for how to use the system, but a user guide for the roles and responsibilities of that particular individual. And I think, you know, by nature of clinical implementations, there's so much work to be done. The timelines tend to be tight. That this work, while it does get done, um, doesn't, it, it's, it is proactively done, but there's obviously some things that come up that tend to require, um, you know, that being, I don't want to say pushed to the side a little bit, but it's not the most urgent need at that moment in time, but it does become important as you're working to really um, stabilize the process, I guess is probably the best way to put it. There is some, you know, after go live, there's some activity, there are things that need to be fixed, there are things that need to be prioritized, and you need to work through what those might be. You can't necessarily predict what they will be, but what you can do is identify what is our plan for how to address this. So some groups will have multiple different clients, and I've expressed to them that what, how do you want to manage the different requests that come through because some folks may want something and some may not. And how is how are those items going to be addressed if they're all using the same system? And generally, I find that that does create a conversation of that's right. What what we can't be everything to everyone at all times. So what is our strategy going to be to help support our clients and determine what the best um, optimization plan or enhancement is for the things that are that are being requested. Awesome. And I think what you've just mentioned really hits home on the point of why um, obviously a clinical mind is needed. But more than that, I want you to tell me a little bit more, Dr. Kelly, about why just look, someone looking for an informatic nurse consultant, why just is that not enough? Um, previously, even within the role of informatic nursing, different nurses have various areas of expertise. And you just briefly mentioned, you know, a little um, bit about, you know, how you view projects might be different um, from how someone else might view it. So can you tell me a little bit more about how a team can ensure there's a good fit for, um, you know, each particular stage of their project? Right. So, um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, sometimes, so there's a, there's a varied, um, it, it could be that someone knows that they need someone like me who has the informatics background and the expertise in the areas from the system design lifecycle and, and all of the phases. Or it could be that they know they need someone but are not really sure what that person um, needs to do if that makes sense. Like they know that they need someone with informatics experience or they know they need someone to fill that conduit role. But what that looks like um, can sometimes be unclear. And so when I'm talking to someone about a possible project, you know, part of my responsibility is to really get as much information from the client or prospective customer about what what is the need? What is the, the, the role you're looking to fill? What are the things that you are finding that are um, needed to be filled with this person? And listening to what their response is and then continuing to ask more questions 
so that I can get a better understanding of what the project is and really begin to think about where they are in the process as well as their experience level with projects um, like a clinical implementation or you know a go live or optimization whatever it is because if uh, I'm hearing that there might be less experience level then I know that I'm going to want to be sure to have conversations about you know this is going to be the next thing that comes up um, what this is what I think might be something to consider what are your thoughts and that that role I think you know part of it falls upon the client and the customer to you know have the person on the other end of the phone be receptive to what they're saying and um, you know I think to your point of what should they be looking for I really think someone with the experience is one thing for certain so you would want someone who's had experience with electronic health records who's had experience working with both um, end users which I use that word um, to represent really any person of the system so it could be nurses doctors whomever and then also has experience on the technical side to know where the operational flow tends to go they depending upon what you're looking for if you need someone to do build and design um, or the build specifically then you'll want to make sure that that person has a really strong background in what it is you're looking to build or has done similar activities if you're looking for someone to help design new solutions then you'll want to make sure that that person has experience in that and is well versed when the terminology and that's you know probably the first clue is if if someone is able to speak um, in a conversation like this about the terms that are really utilized in the field on a day-to-day -day basis, then that really should indicate to, to you their familiarity with the process. Um, and, you know, so it can vary in terms of what you're looking for, but I really think I feel strongly that it should be someone who is able to really recognize where the need might be and, and you know it's I always sometimes come back to it's the nursing process right so you're looking at what's going on you know with, with your patient you're what what does this patient need and how can I best support them to achieve the desired outcome what interventions do I need to do and that's really the the process that I tend to think about with clients but it's in an informatics role what is the need? How can I best support them? What do I think might happen? Or what do I think we might need to prepare for in order to achieve the best possible outcome? Um, and if that, I think that usually speaks volumes um, in addition to the tactical skills, if that, if that makes sense. It does. It does. And oftentimes, as you had mentioned, just how important it is to have somebody who speaks the language of both sides, because obviously the end users, um, when in terms of clinical staff, they know their workflow, they know what they need to do, they know that what will prevent them from doing their work, they know that they need minimum clicks, and they need to get to the screen that has all the information, they know what they need, but articulating that to somebody who can actually design that, there's a gap obviously there. And, right. um, communicating that. So tell me more about what the informatic nurse could do to speak to their expertise in terms of past projects. Say right. 
there's an informatics nurse here and they want to better, I guess, talk to what they've done in the past and how can they make, make sure also as well that there are less surprises on the project? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to just speak to what I heard you just say a minute ago about the nurses knowing what they need, but not necessarily knowing how to articulate it. And that, that really is like so much of, um, so much of where this, this role can help support, uh, the overall organization. And so for the informatics nurse to best articulate his or her expertise, um, you know, the first thing to consider is who are you speaking with? Are you speaking in terms of, let's say it's um, a phone call with someone from a prospective client site? Who are you speaking with? Are you speaking with uh, a nurse executive? Are you speaking with a technical or information executive? And because both or any of those roles are going to have a primary focus on different things. The chief nurse is thinking about the nursing staff and the patient care services. And the technical officer is thinking about the technical build timelines, et cetera. And the information officer is having similar um, thoughts as to the C, you know, the CTO, a technical officer, but also thinking about information flow. And so recognizing who you're speaking with and being able to have a conversation with that person that is in the same language. And again, it goes back to what I started with, that conduit. And then I think really understanding, you know, what the different phases of or parts of an informatics role are so that you can recognize where you've gotten strengths and where there's areas you haven't had as much expertise. So for example, um, I'll give you an example. I was asked to, or I received um, an email about possibly submitting a presentation to a conference in, in a few months. And the tracks were not the areas where I have spent a lot of time on. So for example, um, doing predictive analytics. That is not an area where I've had hands-on um, development, design, and evaluation. Is it something that I could help an organization with to, to, to work through and know at an operational level what to do? Yes. But if somebody were to call me and say, you know, we really need to develop this algorithm, you know, I, I would express that maybe I'm not the right person. And so... It's very important for the potential um, applicant or consultant to really articulate where their expertise level is and where it may not be if it looks like it's a differing from the client to uh, to you. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Thank you so much because oftentimes we um, we can see matches obviously with nursing we love, I don't want to say we're multi-passionate, but we have various areas of expertise um, within our specialties. And it can be sort of tempting or it can be tempting to take it on an opportunity that seems like it could be a good fit. Mm -hmm. But I really like what you said 
you know, to be fair to all involved, how to best set our own, um, our own professional reputation up for the best success. Right. Um, and that was awesome. So in closing, tell me us about, uh, do you have any upcoming events that you would like to talk about and how can people reach you? Certainly. So how people can reach me, you can email me at tiffany.kelly. So my last name is K-E-L-L-E-Y at nightingaleapps.com. Um, or you can find me on LinkedIn if that's easier. And upcoming events this month and next month, I have several uh, guest lectures that I'm doing at some local universities about entrepreneurship and um, and really looking at your uh, as an opportunity to solve problems in entrepreneurship as well. So I have a few events in the Boston area at some local universities, as well as uh, an event at a hospital in the greater Boston area at their career fair. I just participated in a panel two weeks ago, um, a little over a week ago, I guess it is, uh, Health Tech Venture Network's Female Entrepreneurship Conference, where I talked about uh, behind the grind. So what is it like to be an entrepreneur, um, you know, in the, in the day to day. And so that was a, that was a fun event. There's some other things coming up in 2018. Um, but a little bit further away. So the most recent ones are going to be local here in the area. And you can always uh, read my blog as well. Uh, know my voice to keep up with some of the things that I write about. Awesome. And I, we can have another conversation about the entrepreneur and entrepreneur, especially uh, among nurses who are leaving <laughs> the medical field um, with tons of knowledge and information and wisdom. Um, they love technology, but long story short, they're not familiar with um, opportunities where their expertise can be enhanced. Right. They're not familiar with what else, what all is out there. And you're doing an amazing work in um, making that knowledge and disseminating your work, to be quite honest, and um, disseminating the opportunities that are out there before people decide to leave uh, the field of healthcare with their vast knowledge and expertise. Awesome. Yes. So I look forward to keeping up with your projects and your work. And thank you so much for your time, Dr. Kelly. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you.